Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. TFA fam, how do you do? Hope all is going well. Hope the fantasy season is treating you well. Today, tonight, this morning, this afternoon, on your ride home at the gym, wherever you're listening. And thank you guys for tuning in. We do have the Week 8 running back rankings coming at you. This week, uh, much more nice, much more pleasant to us for fantasy purposes. Only have the Ravens and the Raiders. Obviously, no one we're considering with the Ravens in terms of a week-to-week play. And the Raiders, you know, Josh Jacobs was starting to pick things up, got injured, should be okay after they come out of their bye. But anyway... I digress. We're going to dive into our top 24 running back rankings. These are for half PPR, just so you're aware. Obviously, a little bit easier to go to standard or full PPR, depending on whatever you're playing. We're here for you. We are here for the people. So here are our top 12 rankings for running backs for week eight. Kicking things off with taking the L on this one. All of us here at TFA, Kev. Uh, Derek Henry at one yet again. Dalvin Cook. Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, James Robinson, Nick Chubb, and Najee Harris rounding things out. Obviously, any of these guys you have, you're plugging into your lineups. Who do you specifically want to touch on for week Yeah, I have actually two guys from the same game. Uh, I'm going to touch on one, Najee Harris. So Uh as of things... I stand right now. I am uh, much higher on him than you are. I should say much, but I, I have him at seven. You guys have him at 13 and Robbie has him at 12. And so for me, like he's just a locked in, you know, top running back. I mean, 
that when you the guy has a 20 percent target share like that is uh ridiculous for a running back he's getting 89 percent of the opportunities he's he has 46 targets and he's also missed a game obviously because of the bye and so you know there's not a whole lot of teams that can say that as of right now and so you know i mean you're talking about a running back that's seeing almost eight targets a game and you know he's still seeing a lot of uh rushing attempts as well and so I mean, sixth in carries and second in targets. So he's third in fantasy points per game. And so Najee Harris has just been, a, you know, has has been, you know, a monster this year. And a lot of it is because of volume, because of the fact that, uh, you know, they don't really have a whole lot, especially now with J- with Juju down. So, I mean, he's kind of been that, that you know, the underneath target, that uh, safety valve for Big Ben. And so for me, like, I, I just cannot never justify, you know, not having him well within my top 10. I could probably have him even higher, just like some of the guys in their matchups that are a little bit ahead of him. And so he's just a lock right now, especially in PPR formats for, for a guy who's just always going to, uh, you know, ha- you know put up really solid numbers. I mean, on the season, he has zero weeks that he has not been a top 12 running back so far this year. Um, well, excuse me, he has one. Uh, week one, he, only, he was uh, running back 44 since then. RB8, RB1, RB6, RB11, and RB5 um, over the last uh, five games since that point. So he's just he's just an absolute lock. So I love Najee Harris. It is a game against Cleveland. Cleveland does have a good defense. But a guy that's getting this kind of opportunity, he is going to produce week in and week out. And then past that, I have Nick Chubb, who is going to be back this week. Uh, hallelujah for everybody that has Nick Chubb. We're happy to see him back. And while I do think that Dearness Johnson is going to probably has, has earned himself a role after the big performance he had last Thursday night, uh, this is still Nick Chubb's backfield. Okay. I've seen some people talk about like, uh, you know, I've seen some uh, talk on Twitter, like, Oh, you know, uh, we should be worried now with Nick Chubb that, you know, that Dearness Johnson is going to be the number one. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with that. Why would you yeah. think that Dearness Johnson because of one game is going to be the lead back when Nick Chubb is here? Absolutely not. Uh, that's not going to happen. I think at best, Dearness Johnson earns some sort of a Kareem Hunt type role in this sure. backfield. But I do think that we probably see a little bit more targets for for uh, Nick Chubb. And so I love Nick Chubb. I don't care that they're playing the Steelers. I know Steelers have a good run defense. Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league, and he's going to get fed the football. This is going to be kind of a gross game, I think. Probably, uh, you know, and so I, I think it's going to be close. And I think that – so that means I think Nick Chubb sees a ton of uh, ton of work in this game. So I love Nick Chubb, and I think he's a you know, top-seven guy without Kareem Hunt. And, you know, I think he, he soaks up more of, of the, like, the goal line opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, the fact that they it, – it would be different, I think, that if Nick Chubb was, like, trending all week. So, like, oh, we don't know if he's going to play, and then all of a sudden he plays. Like, they came out immediately this week and said – He's playing this week, boys. He's back, and so I think that that speaks well for his his uh, his health and where that 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 calf injury he has with the extended time off. So uh, love Nick Chubb this week. Yes, yeah, really quickly. You kind of mentioned it there in passing in terms of you know this could be a gross game. It opened up at a total of forty three and a half. It has been bet down to forty two and a half. The the Cleveland Browns rank third in rush DVOA. Pittsburgh is ninth. And then if you look at the pace of play in neutral game scripts, Pittsburgh is at 21st, and then you have Cleveland coming in at 30th. So like you said, I, I think it just could be a, a slow, gross game with not a lot of plays ran. So that's why I'm a little bit lower. Uh, I have them back-to-back in my rankings the same way that you do. I'm just slightly lower on them because of you know there, there are some matchups I like a little bit better. I don't have to dive into this guy too far, but I just want to I do just want to make note of Austin Eckler 
really quickly, you know, if, if you're going to set your lineups and if the Patriots happen to be a, a one or a two star out of five in the matchup rating or their name is coming up in red lettering, fear not. They have given up the 12th fewest half PPR points to running backs, but they've given up the sixth most catches and the fourth most receiving yards to running backs on the season. So you can plug him in with confidence. Obviously, you know, you probably, you weren't sitting him, but just to make you feel a little bit better about playing him, Austin Eckler does have a, uh, a, a better matchup than what it appears to be. You know, we both like uh, Joe Mixon a bunch this week as well with their projected game script going up against the Jets. So just want to throw his name out there for the brand. Going over to our RB2s on the week, we have Daryl Henderson at 13, followed by Damian Harris, Elijah Mitchell, Daryl Williams, Chuba Hubbard, Khalil Herbert, Leonard Fournette, CPAT at 20. 21 is Chase Edmonds, followed by his running back mate, James Conner, Zach Moss, and then Mike, just so sad, Antonio Gibson at 24. Kev, RB2s, who do you want to touch on for week yeah, first I want to talk about Khalil Herbert. I mean, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I think a lot of people sat him last week because of Damian Williams coming back, and also it was a really bad matchup against the Bucks. You know, a Bucks defense Real bad. that hasn't allowed a hundred yard rusher. I think it was since two thousand nineteen. I think uh, it's been a really long time since they've they've allowed a hundred yard rusher, and this, he was the first one to do it. And you know, I was you know looking at his numbers from last week. I mean. He still played even with Damian Williams back, 78% of the snaps. He actually saw more targets uh, than he did the week a week prior. He saw five targets in this game. Um, he did have five receptions. He had 133 total yards. And he's put up back-to-back RB1 weeks. And so this is a matchup against San Francisco that I'm not really all that worried about in terms of, you know, uh, what, what he can do on the ground. And so, you know, I, I like uh, Khalil Herbert quite a bit this week. And I think that he is uh, a, kind of a locked-in, you know, RB2 uh, until David Montgomery comes back. And now there is reports that David Montgomery is nearing a return. But I'm going to tell you what, if I had David Montgomery, I don't feel great about when he comes back because the way Khalil Herbert's played, like he's been impressive. Like it's not just, you know, like one game. Like these past two games, he's been really, really good. And if you kind of look at them as prospects, like, you know, like Khalil Herbert's actually more athletic than he is. And so, like, I, I don't know with Clue and with Dave Montgomery entering what will be his final year next year, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And I think this could be a three, you know, at least a three back timeshare. Or I don't know how this is going to play because Clue Herbert, he continues to play this well. I don't know how you, you just can't imagine a scenario where David Montgomery is going to come back and just take his job from him and, and, and really just, you know, go back to being the guy who was getting 88% of the opportunities in this backfield. I think that those days could be done. So, I wouldn't even mind looking to trade David Montgomery at this point. Like if you're expecting David Montgomery to come back and you're just going to throw him back in your lineup and he's going to produce, I think those days are over with, but with as well as Khalil Herbert's played. So I do like Khalil Herbert this week. I am at 15. I think he's a really solid play. And then from there, uh, Zach Moss gets a great matchup against Miami. Um, uh, So Miami has been terrible against the run this year. And so I do like Zach Moss in a game that they probably get out pretty, pretty easily. And so I think Zach Moss, he's a pretty heavy uh, dose of opportunities here. Antonio Gibson. I don't know if Antonio Gibson is going to play this week. I know I kind of talked about it last week, but they actually brought in some running backs this week for uh, for tryouts. They brought in uh, Deonta Foreman and uh, on Johnson. So that is a concern uh, with, uh, with them bringing in running backs like that, that I don't know, maybe they're looking to shut down Antonio Gibson with this injury he has. 
Um, because he's just not been effective. He's not the same guy. And I think they might be better off putting him on IR or at 100%. least the short term IR to see if he, you know, because right now, I mean, they're not really trending towards the direction that they're going to be, you know, making the playoffs or anything like that. So why risk and, and put Antonio Gibson into more danger? Maybe let it this, this injury heal or, or figure out what you could do to, uh, to, you know, to get him back healthy for next year. Because as of right now, I just don't think you could trust him. And so I have him at 31. You guys have him a little higher. I probably even dropped him even lower than that. Um, we'll see what happens with him. You know, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to play last week. He ended up playing, and he really wasn't all that effective. So, you know, I, I just have to stay away from him. And then I'm going to be really interested to see what happens this week with this with this uh, Philadelphia backfield. Yeah. Just because we don't know yet if Miles Sanders is going to be ruled out. Uh, you know, they talked about this week, basically said that they're not going to rule him out, that there's a possibility that my, Miles Sanders could play. And God damn it, doesn't it figure. Miles Sanders, they finally yeah. – we're going to start feeding him a rock. You know, on the second drive of the game, he was at six. He already had five carries, 30 yards, was looking good. And then he fucking gets hurt. I was so heated whenever he got hurt. I had a lot of Miles Sanders at DFS on DraftKings. He was like $5,100. And it looked like he was, uh, you know, going to finally get the opportunity. And then he gets hurt. Cruel, cruel world. Fantasy football is a cruel mistress. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I just want to touch on a couple guys here in my top 24 one, I uh, already touched on Austin Eckler going to the other side of that matchup, Damian Harris. Harris has back-to-back 100-yard games on the ground, has also scored in three straight games as well. Now gets a matchup against the Chargers, who rank dead last in rush DVOA, 31st in adjusted line yards, 27th in stuff rank, and 30th in second-level yards. Now, New England is middle uh, middle of the pack in a lot of the metrics I just you know use from Football outsiders, but obviously on the offensive side. But either way, this game has a spread of less than a touchdown. I don't think this game gets far enough away from the Patriots where you know they have to completely abandon the run and get guys like Brandon Bowles involved. Uh, but I do like Harris as a mid RB two, but he does have some he does have some higher RB two upside if he can find the end zone for the brand. Again, talk about Michael Carter, baby. 
Now, I'm not I'm not going to victory lap here because this is still a, a gross, gross offense. It's not like Michael Carter has been tearing it up by any means. But Carter did see 72% of the snaps in this last game. And, you know, while they were in garbage time for basically the entirety of that game, he did see nine targets to go along with his 11 carries, which is by far the most opportunity that he's seen on the year. Ty Johnson did mix in, but he only saw 32% of the snaps and he had 12 opportunities. So it seems like Carter has taken the clear cut, uh, you know, 1A role at least again, probably looking somewhere in that 65-35 kind of split with him going forward. But if he can be more involved in the passing game, especially if they are, you know, looking at guys like Joe Flacco and Mike White, seems like Zach Wilson's going to be out for probably three to four weeks. Wouldn't rule out a, a short-term IR stint for him as well. I do like Michael Carter as a, a back-end RB2, high-end RB3 flex kind of play the rest of the way. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. Uh either uh, i think a couple more guys that I, I that i just wanted to hit on at least that are outside of the top 24 are um miles gaskin i think is interesting he has turned more into i think and especially whenever they have really negative game scripts and they're trailing um that he's going to be utilized just solely as the pass catcher it also is probably promising as well as uh, malcolm brown has been placed on the ir and yeah. i don't know if you hit on salvan ahmed in the waivers but i definitely think he is a must add now uh, with, with Malcolm Brown on the way, that kind of clears the 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 the, the three way committee that we had going there, and I think Salvin Ahmed could be a guy who sees a lot more opportunities. Not in this necessarily matchup, but I think he's somebody that people should be adding just because I not that that it is a great offense, but uh, I think he could be a guy who sees more opportunities, especially on uh, the early down work here, while Miles Gaskin gets more of the you know the the third the three down role. Other than that, you know. Like, like I kind of talked about the Eagles a little bit. I mean, this is the best matchup you could get against Detroit. Detroit's run defense is atrocious. And I think I would lean Kenny Gainwell here. And I probably, you know, if Miles Sanders gets ruled out, once we get that, I'll probably move him up even higher because this is just too good of a matchup to pass up. Though it does seem like Boston Scott might be a little bit more of the the early down goal line guy where you have Kenny, Kenneth Gainwell still being more of the pass catcher. And so – I think both of them are kind of in play, but neither one of them, I think, have great ceilings because I think they cannibalize each other a little bit. Um, and then really quickly, I did want to touch on um, Saquon Barkley. I've kind of talked about him, I feel like, now every single week, but I'm going to talk about him again. Uh, basically, I feel like with him, like they did say that he actually has uh, a shot to play this week, which is the first time we've actually heard that since his injury. Uh, it does sound like it's more likely that it could be week nine than this week, but you know, uh, they do play Monday. So they, he gets an, a, you know, another day to rest in here because they won't start practice until a little bit later in the week than other teams would be play on Monday. And so if Saquon's back against Kansas city, I mean, you, obviously you're playing him, uh, you're locking him in. If he doesn't and Devonte and Devonte Booker's out there, it's still a good matchup for him, but I just don't love it as much. Um, Either I think he it turns into more of like a low end RB two, high end RB three if he is out because I mean Devontae Booker has not been great uh, yeah. in his opportunities uh, since taking over for Saquon. Now that offensive line is not great; they've been missing a lot of pass catchers, so uh, it just has been kind of a gross offense. But if Saquon is back, which I am hoping he is, but if he's not, because uh, you know it's going to be interesting how they play him because. Right now, you have week eight and then week nine, but then week 10, they have a bye. And so I don't know. It's also possible that they could just take it easy with them, 
where they're stand right now, sit them out for week eight, sit them out for week nine, buy, and then bring them back for week 11. That's also possible. But right. the fact that we're hearing that uh, he has a shot to play this week, I would, I would venture to guess that if he doesn't play this week, he's probably back week nine against the, uh, against the Raiders. So that is a situation we should be monitoring uh, at least this week as well with Saquon. So it's good to see we're starting to get some of these running backs back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just real quickly, you know, you can feel comfortable plugging in both of the Denver backs. You know, it's kind of more of, you know, flex plays this week. If you are desperate, you mentioned the Philly running backs. Let's talk about the other side of that. Jamal Williams. Now, again, this is just a, a desperation play. I don't think it's going to be a breakout game for him by any means or anything like that. But Jamal Williams has seen fewer than nine carries just twice this season. His pass catching involvement has has shrunk to zero. Like you don't like if you're in a full PPR league, you're playing a you're absolutely plugging in a wide receiver over Jamal Williams in your flex spots. You're not not really considering him. Jamal Williams had nine targets in week one. And I think he has had nine targets combined in the weeks following that. So not a lot of pass catching involvement or upside here, obviously. But this is a defense, a, a rush defense in Philly that ranks 29th in rush DVOA, 30th in adjusted line yards, and then 29th in both stuff rank and second level yards. And I don't think that this is a game as bad as Detroit is. I don't think it's a game that Philly is just going to control from beginning to end. So I think we see the double-digit carries continue for Jamal Williams, maybe has a shot at the end zone. So, again, if you're sitting in, like, a, a half PPR league or a standard league and he can get you around, you know, let's say 50 to 60-ish yards on the ground because he has had 54 rushing yards, at least 54 rushing yards in four of his games this year. So if he can fall into the end zone, you're looking at those double-digit points not bad for someone who's going to be, you know, ranked as a low-end RB3 or worse. So, again, if you're desperate, been hit by injuries, maybe you're a, uh, you know, a, a Saquon and Antonio Gibson drafter, you know, kind of fell to you that way, Jamal Williams could be someone you could look to, again, if you're desperate. But I do think there is some hope at the end of that desperation tunnel for Jamal Williams. That is going to wrap up the Week 8 running back rankings as always, you guys know the drill by now. If you're not yet subscribed on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Getting close to 2,200 subs here on our way to 3K. Leave us a like. And then if you're on podcast, please leave us a rate and review. It's, it's your way of helping us grow without telling your league mates where you're getting this league winning information from. Any questions you have, leave them in the YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter or Join the Discord, absolutely free, no strings attached. All those links for everything will be in the descriptions below. Good luck in week eight, and we'll talk to you soon. Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. 
it. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.